Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Fire it up. This This is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. Is the morning roast. All right. Rick, what's the number you call for the morning roast? Uh, it's 1-800-919-3776, David. That's right. And if you have something that you'd like to roast that you're upset about, that has annoyed you over the course of the week, call us at that number, and we will bring you on air, and you will roast away, and I promise you will feel better about it than you do right now. Uh, all right, now, I have a couple of emails let me read. Um... This is coming from uh, Jimmy523. He says, simple, I want to roast every single TV executive for not having this show on television. It is an absolute travesty. And I think he's right. I think it's a real missed opportunity for people. Um, Rabin Chowdhury. I'd like to roast Dan Grassa. He's annoying. He's unbearable. Whenever one of you guys are out, I have to skim the podcast because his voice sounds like nails on a chalkboard. He doesn't know how to stop talking and let people with actual talent carry the show. In summary, Dan sucks bleep. Hmm. Cold beer, big toe, yeehaw. <laughs> wow. Um, I can't feel my toes. Yeah, there you go. Talks uh, a lot about toes. Yeah, he has a foot fetish. Maybe I Grasso. might as well be Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo. I still, I still can't believe you went to Pistorius. That, I mean, that's wild. Um, oh, me. What's French kidney? kidney, what can we help you with today? What is going on with you? Sacre bleu. It's like Frank Caliendo. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Um, this comes from Karagoki. Okay. And this is a serious one. I think you'll be the best to comment on this. I'm a huge fan of the show. I talk so much about you guys, and now my husband and 13-year-old daughter are fans as well. Which brings me to my roast. So I'd love to call in, but I'm typically with my students then. My daughter plays on a co-ed 14U ice hockey team, and I'm sick of the boys on the other teams going after, quote, the girl. Late hits when the ref's not looking. Name calling on the ice. And while in the box, hair pulling, basically targeting her in any way possible. Even worse are the coaches and parents that believe, quote, girls shouldn't be playing hockey. Girls should be welcomed and encouraged to play. Be better. It's a good roast, and it's an accurate roast. It's a great roast. I got to tell you, we played in this tournament in Boston when I took that when I was gone for the week. There were a couple, there were a couple girls on one of the teams that we played that were A- some of the best players on the ice, and B, the toughest, the toughest two on the ice. They were, like, 
our, our, our boys on our team were af- like were afraid to go try to get pucks with them. It was unbelievable to watch. Loved every second of it. I think it's so gross that there's a 13 year old girl that just wants to play hockey and and and, and adults. Like, I even understand the kids, but adults are making it harder for her. Well, come on, Dave. Let's not pretend like you haven't been a part of this your entire life with your, your kids playing sports. Yeah, but there's a, there's a line. And I think right, you go up line, to the line, you don't cross it. How many people How many people have you been to or got, like played games against where there, there's how many parents that have no idea where that line is? A, a, a lot of them. You know what the thing is? I would say most parents actually do. But for the the ones that don't, they ruin it for everybody. Right. It's the vocal minority, but it's like, oh, little Jimmy's the best. He can't get embarrassed by a girl. That's well, right. Let me yeah. let you know, little Jimmy's not good. Like, little Jimmy should probably sell his hockey equipment because he stinks. Yeah, but parents can't. They can't see. It's amazing. If these parents were GMs of, of like, an actual team, they would get fired immediately because they, when their kids get involved, they have no idea. Anthony in the mail truck. Anthony, morning roast away. Hello, David. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Richard. Hello, Tony. Hello. Big, big shout out to the company and Jace. So, uh, listen, I'm I'm jumping on your back from from last week, Dave. Um, so I uh, I did a uh, baseball tournament this past weekend um, indoors, four fields, um, eight year olds and nine year olds. Now, when you say and you did, Rick, it, you, had... you you umpired it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so, Rick, we spoke about this when we were walking to the stadium on June 1 when I said, you know, when, when your, your kids get to a certain age, the, the parents become a little much. So I'm doing a game on my field, you know, all going well. I turn over to the other field for a second in between innings. I see a, a third base coach sprinting onto the field while the ball is in play, screaming at the umpire, freaking out. Mind you, this is an 8U baseball tournament with, with some 9-year-old teams. This is ridiculous. This is getting out of hand. These people have to relax. I, I don't know I, I don't know what, what we're going to get to, but I feel like we're going to get to a point where parents are just not going to be allowed at these tournaments because of, you know, X, Y, and Z and, well, and you know, trying to coach from the sidelines. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. And it's, it's not disgusting just parents, and it needs though, to stop. It's the it's coaches too. It's not just the parents; it's the coaches too. Oh, it's it's all of it. it it's and he's hundred percent right. But I don't. You've seen this because you're not in the high school level yet with with your kids. They don't have enough officials for the high school level because they don't want to be badgered the way they are. No, yeah, it's not worth their time. I'll tell you what, though, too. Dude, like we've had games where like two coaches from the other team get kicked out. We've had like I've seen a, we've had a game where we beat a team. And like so, like kids bring their water bottles, but they're—I mean—they're eight, nine-year-old kids, right? right. They bring their extra sticks. So I'll grab, you know, I'll put the water bottles out. I'll grab the sticks, shake hands, and you walk off the ice, right? We, we beat the team. The coach takes all the kids' sticks and just throw, just throws them on the ice. I mean, pick you up doing? your own sticks. Well, I, I told you the story this this summer, right? When Alex was at a tournament, maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was maybe it was the fall. He's at a Long Island tournament at Nassau Community College. We played this other team. It's nine-nine in the fourth quarter. Great game. And the other coach of the other team got a penalty for running onto the field and, and verbally accosting the referee. He said, if you give me this penalty, I will take my team. And they left the tournament. That's unbelievable. And they couldn't finish the game. I, 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 I can't even believe it. Right. And you don't even like it. That coach probably doesn't even realize the, the impact, the, the long lasting effect that had on the, the kids on his team. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Let's go to um, 
Let's go to, you know what? He's back, and that's fine. And I'll go toe-to-toe with this guy if he wants. Carl in Queens. Carl, you're on. Rick, are you, are you there, Rick? Carl, go get him, Carl. Get him. Rick, I, I have two roasts. First of all, I think I'm stealing the thunder from the first guy. Why aren't y'all on TV? Give me a phone number, an email, because I, I wish I saw Dave react to me the way he did. And my second roast is to Dave and Schematicus, whatever the guy's name is, both of them going at me. Rick is the one who brought up the refs, okay? And um, I and then the next caller you bring up is Omar, and you say, I'm the bad call? David, David, come on, please. All right, firstly, I, I you know I love you. You know how the, the relationship I feel Do is. you? Oh, absolutely. No, you're a floozy. You're, no, you're a floozy, and your girlfriend's a floozy. No, you are. All right? Rick, She's a little Rick, floozy. Is, She's Rick, showing what, leg. You bring her home. She leaves Rick. at 6 in the morning. No, what it's is the walk of shame. Name? You are encouraging the walk of shame. She's a floozy. Your, your wife. Your wife. Don't you dare talk about my wife, you animal. At least I you have the you know what to go out and get a woman. I'm scared. I don't know how to deal with her. No, you're pathetic. All right? I hate you. Goodbye. Goodbye. You said you loved them. Well, now I don't love them anymore. <laughs> wow. 52 seconds ago, you began the conversation by saying, you know I love you. Yeah, well, you know what? That went away very quickly. I hate you, he says. He said, and you know your wife. How dare you? <laughs> You've attacked him. How dare his, you his go girlfriend. after my wife? That's not his girlfriend. You promote the walk of shame. Wow. <laughs> She's showing a little leg. <laughs> Wow, I got so many things. I don't even realize what I'm saying. Ooh, there's there's a lot wrong with you. There's a lot. Is he showing leg. Yeah, I don't even think you know. I don't think you know. What yeah, you're I don't even realize what I'm saying. Okay, when when the when the trigger is triggered, yeah, there's no stopping you. No, you, you can't. It can't be helped. No. All right. How about this? How about I calm us down? I'll oh. do. How about I do my roast? Oh, uh, you want to lead off, huh? Yeah, I'll lead off. All right. All right. I don't know if anyone else has this roast. It might be a popular roast today. Uh, college football playoff. We haven't even seen. We have not even seen the 12, the 12 team playoff yet. 12 team playoff. Five highest ranked conference champions get automatic bids. Seven highest ranked teams. They fill out the 12. Top four teams get the buys. That's 12. We haven't seen it yet. There's already talk of 14, potentially 16 team playoff. If anyone's wondering, well, how would that fourteen, how would that fourteen team playoff work, Dave? I'll tell you how it worked. The SEC, their champ, and the next two highest ranked teams in the SEC get bids. Big Ten champ and the next two highest ranked teams get bids. ACC conference champ, next highest ranked team, just one. Big Twelve conference champ and the next highest ranked team, the Group of Five's highest ranked conference champion. So what we're saying here is, is that, and then the, the three bids will go to the highest ranked teams still available. What's what my problem with the fourteen team playoff is is this, okay? Is that you'll get six, six teams that will get automatic bids, and it doesn't matter where they're ranked. Doesn't matter. So the next two highest, they just assume it doesn't matter where they're ranked though. So the SEC champion, and then the next two in the SEC, they get bids. Same thing with the Big Ten. Doesn't matter where they're ranked. We haven't even seen the 12 team yet. And we're already talking about 14 or 16. It's a good roast, and it's so on point. It is because the NCAA is, it's ridiculous. I I don't want to see 16 teams. 
Uh, can we see what the 12 looks like first? Right. A 12 is going to be more than enough, by the way. More than enough. By the way, you're listening to DNR, 9870-SPN-WEPN-FM in New York. Uh, I'm going to go next because I might not be the only one that has this roast because it's so outlandish. Now, I want it to be understood that before I go here, I do have a real affection for this person. But sometimes you have to put personal feelings aside and and speak honestly. And I will do that now. John Winthrop is a great man. He really is. I think he's a really good dad with all his children running around. I think he's a great husband. I think he's a, let me say this for the record, a great football fan. But he went personal. And for him to have the audacity to even utter the words that he loves football more than I love football is one of the great faux pas in the history of the world. John, you love football, and I have no doubt about it. Did you dedicate a room of seven TVs because you were concerned how the Sunday ticket would work? No, you did not. Did you subscribe to YouTube TV to watch all the games? No, because, John, the red zone works for you. And I, I don't care if you've taken out loans like me or, you know, done wild, horrible things. I don't care about that. If you've broken wife's computers or, or, or it's inscribed in your wedding ring that how much you love football, if there were vows at the wedding, no. You decided as this year started, you were satisfied with the red zone. And, Your Honor, I rest my case right there. If you truly loved football the way you claim to love football, you'd need to see it in between the 20s. You know what it's like that that commercial he used to have? <laughs> like, I'm DirecTV, Dave, and yeah. I'm not. John, you're Red Zone football fan. I'm in between the 20s and the Red Zone football fan. And for that, you, my friend, have just been roasted. <laughs> Might be one of your best roasts ever. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, on the heels of that, let's go to Stephen Montville. Steve, you're on the morning roast. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, it seems like piling on a little bit now. Well, but you, know, you, know, you know what? If the shoe fits, Steve, if the shoe fits. I, I would also like to roast Winthrop, not for just this performance this past couple of days, but last week. In my job, when somebody takes off, you can't have five people take off. You can't have Graza in the morning and then Greeny and playing golf and then Han not around. And by the way, Han and Ricky on, on vacation at the same time. I don't know, Dave. You might, might be a little nervous. Uh, I'm not the jealous then, type. It's fine. But then he follows it up with his world tour yesterday trying to, trying to like pump out his chest when it's not even close. I, I still think it's not even close. I mean, yeah, he's a good football fan, but he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He didn't say YouTube. And he That's a joke. And to stick with everything else, yes, TV. Hey, try and keep you on FM radio, too. Does he have anything to do with any of that? Yeah, John. I mean, get, get with the, the program, Winthrop. Thank you. That's that's a nice roast. RJ, roast, you're up. Boy, I'm concerned with where we're at with our boss. No. I mean, he's the one that's bringing the heat on himself. You just roasted him. I'll do it again. It seems that way. Yeah. All righty. I'm actually surprised when you guys said this would be a popular one. I thought this was the direction you might be going in. I know where he's going. Because he's going, I, he's going baseball pants. No, I'm not. Oh. Where I am going, though, I, I think we're all a fan of this place. 
And it troubled me what they attempted to do and then covered up this week. Wendy's. Oh, I, I heard about this. So Wendy's on their earnings call rolled out a plan. $20 million to replace all of their billboards and menu boards digitally. Makes sense, right? No, sure. The reason for it, though. And this is this is a this is a buzzword. You have to be careful with this. Surge pricing. They spun it because the backlash was horrifying. That they want to actually lessen the price during the middle of the day when they're not as busy, maybe after the lunch rush before dinner. Because items in demand that need to go out the door, hey, we're going to lower the price. That was not your intent. Surge pricing has only been used... I say surge pricing, you think Uber, Lyft, it's raining. Which is also criminal, by the way. Price just doubled for your Uber. No one's dropping the price, you crazy maniacs. So, to think that it needed the backlash, a place I love. I think we've actually Cuddle Mary trashed Wendy's, Burger King, and McDonald's, and and I'm on the record of marrying Wendy's. So you this real this hits home, very close to home for you, doesn't it? There's a Wendy's right down the block from me. Yeah, I frequent at times. You know what? We're not breaking up. We're taking a break though. Oh no! You're taking a break. You can't raise the. I can't walk into Wendy's not knowing what kind of price I'm with. I'm, I'm gonna get a burger is gonna be four ninety nine, six ninety nine, three ninety nine. What is it's the like, stock it's market? Like Russian roulette. You can't do that. You can't do it. And then to try to spin it, shame on you, Wendy's. Good job. Good roast. Well done. Uh, Jordan Renan is going to join us at 830, I'm finding out this oh, morning. Yeah. Nice. From Indianapolis. So he's got his, his, you know, nose on the ground there. I'm the conductor. He's finding out uh, all the... What? That wasn't nice. What do you mean? I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to be the guy that says stuff like that. No, no he's like a. No, but funny. I didn't mean that. He's like a bloodhound. Oh, you meant that. Come on. Exactly you know, you, you know, you shut your mouth. I'll roast you in a second. I'll double roast if I have to. Well, why don't you tease the frenzy first, you animal? Why don't you shut your mouth? <laughs> How do you guys have that just so ready to go? Because Raymond is the best. They the really are. They're so good. They're so good. Uh, let's choo, go choo. to Justin in Jersey. I'm a little confused and a little titillated by this roast. Good morning, Justin. Go ahead. I'm roasting the company, the company of Jace. Uh, every single, I'm so sick of having to hear, hey, shout out to the company or the company of Jace. Oh, we're fighting with each other, so we can't have the same. Enough. Enough. You guys are keyboard warriors, and it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Every five seconds, you have to call to the company or call in and say, "Oh, um, shout out to the company." These are Enough. great people, Justin. These are people that are oh, dedicated to the show. Well, I've gotten into it with I've gotten into them before over Twitter, so I understand things. They get a little too culty. <laughs> they love Justin. They love the show. Who can blame them for loving the show? They love it. I love the show too. I love it too. So you want to be a member of the company? You no, would you I'm like good. to join the I'm company? Pay, I know. I'm going to do my own company. How's that sound? Uh, you know what? I think you should. <laughs> well, we have multiple should. companies now. Maybe you have your own. Yeah, yeah might as well. You know, I'll make a third one. Why not? That's right. Yep. That's but then right. you become that which he hates. Well, how do you hate? Listen, they, I mean, they're, they're protective of the show. They go back and forth on Twitter, but they're, I mean, they're all great people. We get to see them all at all our events. Company of Jason's hooking us up with beautiful pickleball jerseys for this event. I mean, it's... Outside of Lonnie destroying my, my beautiful sweater with this uh, giant scorpion necklace. 
I got nothing bad to say. Uh, J.K. Walton, email roast. This is for the ro- morning roast. He sent it the other day. Please save and release at the time of the roast. I want to roast whoever was the one who suspended the roast originally. Easily the best 15 to 20 minutes of radio each week since it's been back. I sure hope it was John Winnie the Pooh Winthorpe. He needs to be <laughs> roasted to a crisp with his lame bleep takes. No way is he as big a football fan as Dave, who is, in fact, the Giants. Also, the show is at its best when the boys flow in and out with their brilliant sports talk. My favorite times are the improv when it's dead sports-wise. Best content ever. Go put on a tight sweater, you jerk. You're the most hated at 98.7 ESPN. All love, guys. P.S. Bring back the I'll sue you drop. First time, long time. Jared, I hate Winthorpe. It's a good roast. That's a real good roast. I, that's, a, that's a beautiful. I, I don't roast. recall. I don't recall this drop. Well, you. Know, I mean, let's listen. It might come to you. Who knows? Yeah, uh, Google it. I don't, I don't know. Well, you probably machine. have it in your in your in your vast weaponry of drops that you have. I've got so many, but I don't know which one this is. I, I like to measure. I like to measure uh, Winthrop's uh, torso. Why? Well, because I don't think he purposely buys extra short sweaters. Maybe he just has a like a, a really long torso. Uh, you, so you think he's bought? So, so you think if a, if a normal sized person would put that sweater on, it would look fine. But because he has a an oddly shaped torso, that it looks yeah. it looks off. Right. I, I don't. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I can't. No, imagine I don't think going... so. I think I think that it's more like he's probably a large and he's buying a medium. Okay. I, I think. I think. I hope that's not the case. But it is oddly ill fitting the way he wears his sweaters. Well, he, it's his belly button's almost hanging out. I know. I know. But you could be like RJ, who does not wear a T-shirt under a sweater, which I think is also odd. That's really weird. Yeah, but I've been shamed into changing my ways lately. Yeah, but you shouldn't fall for peer pressure. Yeah, I was shamed. But it's one of those things where that many people can't be wrong also, you know? Well, don't you get a little sweaty during the course of the day? No, because it's freezing in here. I mean, it's better now. But Well, this is what happens when you have a a, a thermostat in in the... but Roman it's only for show. Do it's a show thermostat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a prop. It's ridiculous. It yeah. came right from, the, from a Hollywood set. That thermostat. I think. I think I really spoke out of school when I when I spilled that. Uh, let's go to Chris in the Bronx. Chris, you're on the morning roast. Hey, how you doing? Good morning, guys. So I have a roast against the Giants, man. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. It's with safe form. If the Giants look, I don't care if they was number two pick. I don't care about any of that, to be honest. Because at the end of the day. He's been the offense for the last three years. He, I understand he's been injured and everything, but when he's on the field, he's productive. Let's get to it. So if they let him walk away on free agency and he goes somewhere else and kills, he's, they're going to be so many upset Giant fans, and I'm going to be one of them. Okay? They need to figure it out, get everything situated. I think they need to uh, draft a receiver, get the offensive going, sign some linemen, and get it going because they can't let Saquon walk away. And if the Giants do, that would be the worst decision they can do. I yeah, don't but care. Chris, pay the man the money. Come Chris, on. Pay the man the money. The money went up $15 million, $30 million. Come on. There's yeah, no, no reason why a man like Saquon Barkley, that, that, that a man like Saquon uh, Barkley is freaking like honored in everything he does right, and he still gets treated wrong. Come oh, on now. Stop, yeah, stop it. Every every running back is treated the same way. It's not like they treat Saquon in a certain way. I mean, Austin Eckler is now done. They're going to move on from Joe Mixon, it sounds like. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, maybe looking for a new team. Derrick Henry is gone. 
DeAndre Swift is gone. I mean, stop it. Every running back. I mean, you have an issue with the way that running backs are handled, not Saquon in particular. Right. Well, I understand the Saquon stuff as far as being a leader and all that other stuff. But, like, there's a real chance, yeah, if he if he goes to a different team, if it is Houston, he's going to be pretty damn good in Houston. And, and you know what? I tell you all the time that I hope when a guy leaves my team that he fails. I hope Saquon... If he were to leave my team, has nothing but success. He'd be one of the very few I, I would root for him. I would actually root more for Houston than I have if he were to wind up there. Well, that's because he wants to stay, and yeah. it wouldn't be his choice to leave. Now, in a perfect world, if he up and leaves and the Giants spend the money on something that's valuable and they become a better team because of it, maybe you have a win-win. Yeah, but let's be honest with this whole thing. Saquon Barkley on Houston compared to what Saquon Barkley would be on this team. Saquon Barkley's better in Houston than he is with the Giants. Of course he is. Their team is better. Well, their quarterback is better. Well, everything is. They're they're better than the Giants are. So so he'd be better there. Of course he would. Uh, Jared in Binghamton. Jared, you're on the morning roast. What's up, Dave? What's up, Rick? Um, this might sound a little bit weird, but I can't stand people that say happy birthday in group chat. There's two main reasons for this. The first one is that it's just not personal. You're saying happy birthday to me in front of 10 other people. Like, why don't you just text me individually? Second, what if people in the group chat don't remember my birthday? You're just reminding them. It doesn't make sense to me, and I don't get why people do it. I I think it's a good roast, and thank you for the roast. I think it's a good roast. I I think if people now know who didn't know, I think that's a benefit to them. I don't think that's a negative. But I agree with you. Make it personal, right? You don't need to send a happy birthday group text. That's silly. Well, it's to the, it's to his benefit. To the, it's listen, if I'm if I'm texting happy birthday in a group text and someone doesn't know, it's to their benefit. But it's also better for the person whose birthday it is to know who who actually doesn't know it's his birthday. That's right. Now they birthday. learn, and now they wish the happy birthday because they've been brought to that point by the original group texter. Uh, Raymond, why don't you follow that one up? Okay. Well, um, it's fitting that he's talking about group texting because. Now, I guess I've got the rep here of being the guy who attacks big companies and big names. And Oh, no. You're going after IBM today? IBM? Is that yeah. still a thing? Um, oh, oh, no. No, maybe worse. Maybe worse. So you guys may have noticed of late I've been a little less active in the group chat, which, you know, I painstakingly— It takes you like three hours to get back on the Well, I've, I've painstakingly, you know, gone out of my way to make the group chat more comfortable for you guys because I'm not an Apple user, uh-huh. right? And we've we've been over this, which which by the way is embarrassing in its own. Well, right. well, no, it's not embarrassing, and and I don't. And if anything, where I'm going with this makes me feel stronger in my convictions. Oh, great. Um, so I I use a third party app to get around the iMessage issue, something called Beeper, and it has worked great for me for the past few months. You guys notice I've been much more active. You've been happier. You've you've been getting blue bubbles. It's been great. You, oh. you everybody's been happy. It's not where I thought you were going. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Within the last month or so, uh, Apple, big company, went and put a stop to people using that app because, you know, Apple's model is to make people spend as much money as possible on new iPhones and iPads and iMacs. And if people who don't buy those devices are able to circumvent it, oh, well, that's not good for Apple. They can't make the money. So they shut down that app, but then they take it a step further. And they shut shut down your ability to use that app as a workaround, but also that if you attach your email to it, 
they'll shut down your your iCloud capabilities completely, really? so you can't use iCloud at all. And again, it all goes back to Apple and their corporate greed because they want every every one of the the lemmings out there to continue to buying their product and to use their 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 messenger. But Ray, Raymond, it's mm-hmm. a great product. It's not like we're asking you to use a product. But which is, but it's you know, not. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. Like everyone swears by iMessage, but it's not like it's not secure. It's outdated. It doesn't play well with other messengers, which literally is every other messenger uses more secure and more up to date stuff. It's just that Apple does not want to make that stuff available to people who are not on the platform. And it's just, and and for no other reason than their own corporate greed. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. So I'm roasting Apple. And I'm roasting anyone that that tries to shame me for not giving into that. And if anything, I feel stronger in my conviction for not doing so. And I apologize in advance, but I may, I may be much less frequent in the group chat Great. going forward. Great. Great. Yeah, yeah, Rick, can we can we chip in some money to get him a, a, an iPhone, please? I won't use it. Yeah, but why? why can't you just use it separately? Like you can still be the stinky droid guy. But why can't you have, have two do, phones? Like, we pay for work. one, and then the other one is your, your, your whatever garbage you're working with. It, it, it feels like I would be giving in at this point, and I, and I don't no. like it. I don't like it. No, you're doing it for work. That's it. It's just a yeah. work phone. That's right. God. I think you're being he, silly with this. He's more st- uh, cuddle, marry, trash level of stubborn. Me, Ray, I don't know who else there would be. Or, I guess, or Rick. I don't, I don't know, know who's more hard-headed, Ray or little Ray right now. Right I now, say, I'd, I'd I would say Ray. Say, I would say Raymond is is the most stubborn. Yeah. Ray, do you do you own your stubbornness? Like, do you love the fact that you're just that stubborn? I think I own it. Yeah. I think I've made that pretty clear. Uh, got another email. Phone lines are jammed, so I'm bringing my roast to the email. How on earth does John Winnie Windrow think he's a bigger football fan than Dave? We're talking about the same guy who took out a loan to go to the Super Bowl, said, quote, do you want to see the matter and taunted young Eagles fans by saying, quote, your mother. By the way, it was not a young Eagles fan. I think he was college-aged. I don't even need to hear the specific of John's fandom to know it dwe- dwells? Would that be right? Means, it probably means dwarfs. Dwarfs in comparison to Dave's. Warm regards, CL. Yeah, well, I mean... It- you could say young Eagles fan, though. I mean, you're 50. He's in college. Well, he went after me. Uh, younger. I, di- I didn't start it, but I'm going to finish it. Well, you're, I mean, you're gallivanting around campus with a Giants t-shirt on. You're asking so, for it. Well, why ask for nothing? The guy gave you the smoke, and then you're all up in his kitchen. That's right. You Your give me mother. the smoke. I'll, I'll. You know You know what? You're going to need Fire Marshal Ed here in a minute. Your mother. He's, he's lucky you didn't attack him with. <laughs> you're an idiot. You're lucky you didn't, you didn't attack, get attacked with the, the super hands. Kid was these in real hand, danger. These hands are weapons. Are you a floozy? <laughs> um, and there you have it. That's the morning roast. RJ, how do you feel about that roast? I thought that was nice. That was good, huh? We spanned nicely. We attacked our boss like seven times. <laughs> we took down Apple. Right. We probably could have attacked the sales department if we wanted to, too, but I kept that one in the chamber. What do you mean? Oh, 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 you, oh you had your call yesterday after the show. Oh, that feels too real. That's yeah, too real. <laughs> too, it's too soon. No, you're not ready yet. Not yet, I'm ready yet. I got. I got to say though, in the uh, to take a page out of Raymond Santiago's book, Zoom seems much easier to use than the whole Microsoft Office deal. The Teams, whatever we're trying to use, because it doesn't seem like that works all the time. Uh, Neil from Manhattan, based off of your your talking about sales opportunities, he said, "How about this for a segment and sponsor suggestion? Weekly Nuggets 
Once a week, you pick the name of one of the four horsemen right out of a hat, and that person is obligated to share a juicy nugget with everyone. Let's call it Breakfast Nuggets, sponsored by fill-in-the-blank Breakfast Place. Yeah, but you would have Breakfast Nuggets. What? Wait, there's Breakfast Nuggets. No, there's no Breakfast Nuggets. No? There's no place you go for breakfast nuggets. I think Jimmy Dean's has breakfast nuggets. They got breakfast nuggets? I think so. Chicken nuggets? <laughs> I think they I think they have a breakfast nugget, yeah. I mean, I guess Chick-fil-A puts the little nuggets in the, the, the yeah. sandwiches. I like it. I love I don't know. Uh, well, there's no chance it gets sponsored. I mean, come on. Let's call this what it is. But I would love the idea. That, w- that really would be nice, wouldn't it? Especially if we slam that box with Ray's name. Uh, now, now, Sal in Brooklyn has an issue with us. I, I, I don't. It's not roasting anymore. But Sal, what, what's your problem with with Rick and I right now? No, it's not. It's a problem with the crew. You, you, you're picking on my man Ray back there. Not that he's my man. I know him, but we 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 make fun of people or we tell people not to count the money in an athlete's pocket. But here's my man Ray, two jobs, busting his butt, brings in coffee from the DR. And all you guys want to do is no nuggets. The guy don't want to give you his business. Leave him alone at that. When he's ready to divulge anything to you, he'll give you something. But to sit here and grovel and beg and give me a nugget, leave the guy alone. When he's ready, he's ready. He's, well, he's not going to be ready, Sal. So. So he's ne- he's, ne- he's if, never going to be ready. He doesn't ready, want to share anything. Him. He's like a stop, closed book. Stop begging. Leave him alone. When you stop begging, maybe he'll give you something. The more you ask the bigger that wall becomes. He's going to be like the Great Wall of China. You leave it alone, something's going to pop off. Trust me. Just leave yeah. my man alone. That's Look it with that. me, man. You guys are good, though, man. I love the show. Thank Maybe you. we lull him to sleep. Is that what Sal said? We lull him to sleep a little bit. And, and then he'll just start giving us nuggets? Yeah, he'll get a false sense of security. Then we'll ask a question. He won't even realize he's divulging nuggets. <sighs> that would be nice. Um, Jordan and I are going to join us in about five minutes from right now. And, you know, the topic everyone wants to talk about, the two things with the Giants are what's going to happen with Saquon Barkley and what's going to happen with Daniel Jones? Do they, do they wind up taking a quarterback? Uh, well, I think that actually I actually I also think the other thing is, I mean, do they go do they go wide receiver or offensive lineman with the six pick? You mean if they don't take the quarterback, if they don't take the quarterback. See, the Joe Alt is so enticing to me. Very it, enticing. Because I just think you, you're going to put him at right tackle. You move Neil into right guard. You have your left tackle. You have your center. Now, all of a sudden, it starts to maybe, you know, become a little bit better. But listening to Mel yesterday discuss how there's three receivers here who he has ultimate confidence in five years. You'll look at and say, these are star players. I mean, I'm kind of drawn in that direction as well. Right, but this is also supposed to be a deep wide receiver draft. But you're right. I mean, you you throw Bowers in that mix, too. I mean, listen, it's a good spot to be in. Not a great spot if you want a quarterback, but as far as the receivers are concerned. Right. I mean, if if you don't, if the Giants, and I don't think this is the case, if they don't want a quarterback, this is the dream scenario. Because you're probably going to have three quarterbacks go, and then you're probably going to have Harrison, I don't neighbors, know. Neighbors. Neighbors, and then you can either get, you know, the best offensive lineman, or you can get the other supposedly great receiver down the stretch. Yep. So, but if you want the quarterback, you're not in a great spot. No, unless I mean, unless there's any chance that one of these teams, either New England, trades out, or but, it sounds, but like if, Chicago, it sounds like Chicago's trading Justin Fields to Atlanta. I saw the odds. I forget what the sports book was. The odds were like I think minus, they took him off, didn't they? Uh, maybe point? so. I, the last I saw it was like Atlanta's minus four fifty to land Justin Fields. Yeah, it sounds like that. It's almost a done deal. So, which means it's it's absolutely going to happen. But as far as Saquon with the Giants, I mean that's that's a huge topic. And of course, Jordan is in Indianapolis right now, so he's he's you know 
pounding the pavement, finding out the information for us. He better be pounding the pavement. Why else would we send him down there? He's, I want him at, at St. Elmo's. I want him all over the place. I guarantee you. I, he's a foodie. I guarantee you he's been to St. Elmo's since he's been there. I I have to. That's what everyone talks about in Indy is St. Elmo's. Well, they have the super large shrimp, and they're supposed to be unbelievable. There's a place in Toronto, I'm telling you, that have the bet. Like, it's like they're like lobster tails, these shrimp cocktails. Really? Oh. Are you a huge fan of the shrimp cocktail? I love it. But if I told you shrimp cocktail, no lemon, no cocktail sauce, would you be the same level of fan? Whew. Not the same level, though. Right. I even like when they give you the extra the horseradish on the side. That can oh, that is the delicious. Sauce. Clean out the, the nasal passages a little oh, bit. So good. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be talking to Jordan Renan in a moment. He's in Indianapolis. The big restaurant in Indianapolis is St. Elmo's. And he plays the theme from St. Oh, Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire, yep. 
I mean, Raymond, you really are. Raymond, I'm willing to say this, Raymond, because I love you so much. If you keeping all your nuggets inside in this big this big wall up allows you to function at this kind of level at your job, then I'm okay with it. I'm not. Well, so you'd I'm, rather I just suck at my job if I just gave no, you no, no. I, I'd ra- I'd rather you you are great at your job and give us little little pieces, little nuggets as well. We'd like both, but if I have to settle for one, I'll settle for greatness. Oh, and you are great at your job. And and don't forget this next time. You're like, oh, you're so mean to me. Great at your job. How do you like that? That's- Remember that the next time somebody wants me fired. Uh, I feel like this happens once a year. Oh, we stood by you, though. There was no way you were going. No, we wouldn't. We'd, I go before you go. You go, I go. That's right. We all go. RJ, you out too? Raymond goes? Sure, I'll I you know need to figure something out, but yeah, sure. All right, we all go. You want to get rid of Raymond? You get rid of all of us. All of us. The four musketeers is what we are. All right, here we go. Let's bring him in. Everyone's favorite, live from Indianapolis, the great Jordan Renan. Hello, Jordan. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Um, we got we got to find out what's going on with you on your end of things here with the New York Football Giants. Um, give us the latest on Saquon. He, is is there a chance he's going to be tagged and? Give us your best guess of what's going to happen here. Outside chance, but I'd be very surprised. My, he's likely going to hit the market. And talking to people here in Indianapolis, most people think like if he gets like ten million a year, kind of going to be fortunate. So, you know, eight to ten million is what a lot of people said to me. I got a rare person. I mean, I mean a GM told me eight million dollars. So I was like, well, you know, if, if it's that price. I for sure see a scenario where he can end up back in the Giants, right? And they say, well, that's a price we're willing to pay. It's not 12, right? Which is what the tag is. So uh, the scenario that he comes back, I still think is on the table. Jordan, how much is the bigger bump with the salary cap affected how Joe Shane's kind of approaching this thing? You know, it's funny because when you talk to agents, they're like, that's what they do here. They have meetings with teams on free agents. And... Teams still are like, yeah, man, we're strapped against the cap. There's no money. Like, that's how teams operate. <laughs> I don't really think that much that much changes. You know, these are billionaire owners, and uh, somehow uh, they're always tight, and there's always, the money's always hard to come by. And I don't think the prices have really changed that much on anything, and I don't think Saquon Barkley is going to see that increase or um, Xavier McKinney's number is going to go up considerably because of the salary cap. So I don't think it's anything that as a fan you would look at and, and say, okay, this is going to change the situation completely. Uh, so Jordan Renan with us here, 9870 SPN. The two big stories are Saquon and what do the Giants do at quarterback? What are you hearing? Are you hearing more they'll do what it takes to get the quarterback or are you hearing more they're going to build around Daniel Jones and he's going to be the quarterback? No, I think they're, going to, they're doing everything possible to see if they can get a quarterback here. Now, here's the question, Dave. What's really on the table, though? Because you talk to people here, and it seems like Caleb Williams is going to go one to the Bears. And, but most, most people I talk to, pretty much everybody here, does think that the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams. We know the commanders need a quarterback, right? They're not trading. So if those two spots aren't available, so then maybe only the number three spot is available. And we know the Patriots need a quarterback, so I guess the only scenario where that's even possible to move up, like, yeah, the Giants maybe could want to be aggressive, but what if that's, it's possible that that trade isn't out there, right? This could be out of the Giants' hands. That kind of seems what 
what it's going to be unless the Patriots at three, you know, the, the third guy is the guy that they don't really like. And they're like, okay, we'll admit, we'll, now we're willing to trade it. If that scenario doesn't exist, I don't think that trade is even possible for them. I think you want to be as aggressive as they want. But if those teams above them aren't willing to uh, make a move, right, then how can anything happen? Well, it can. I, I can't. You mean, I mean, it just might be one of those spots where it's just one, two, three, go quarterbacks, and then maybe, I guess. So how how you wouldn't know this yet, but I mean, from what, all the people that you've talked to, um, JG McCarthy seems like the name that's flying up the board. I mean, we had Mel on yeah. Field Yates. They have him at twelve. I know Giants are picking at six, but is is that someone potentially that you think Brian Dable and Joe Shane could end up falling in love with or no? Yeah, I think that's one you definitely have to keep an eye on because he's the one that you can look at and make the projection, right? Because it is a total projection. And it's like, all right, what can he do if we give him uh, more freedom? If we can, if they can open things up and say, all right, he could turn into something that we didn't see in college. Right. So I think that that opportunity exists there. And he's the guy that you hear really mixed up on. I also, I don't know. Michael Penix is the guy that I'm I, I going to keep my eye on. I don't think the giants, when you're talking about quarterback, it necessarily has to be a move up, you know, into the top five. I think a move back into the first round with their two second round picks is something that we, especially like I said before. So if the scenario doesn't exist to get one of those top three guys, right? If it's just impossible, what's the next best bet? And for them, then the move there might be to move back into the back end of the first round and then, get one of the, the, you know, whichever these second-tier guys they like best. And uh, I've heard some positive things about Michael Penix so far here. So are you convinced that Daniel Jones will not be a, the Giants quarterback in two years? Uh, yeah, I think if I had a bet on it, I probably would bet against it. So, you know, I've heard Joe Shane say publicly, He's had three injuries in the last three years. I, you know, do you think that sounds like a guy who's willing to bet and risk his future on Daniel Jones? No. I don't. Yeah. Why would you? If you're going to say that publicly, hey, he's had three, three major injuries in three years. Okay. So you're going to risk your, your professional future, your career on that? I don't think so. No, I'd have a hard time with that, too. Not, not having the ability to get my own guy and losing my job. Uh, Jordan. So sitting at six, say the top three go, you don't fall in love with J.J. McCarthy, more likely to trade back up into the first round and taking somebody. What do they do at six? A wide receiver, offensive lineman, what are you hearing? Yeah, wide receiver's the one. It just makes total sense. People love these guys. Neighbor and neighbors in Odunze and the neighbors is um, the guy from LSU, Odunze from Washington. Uh, people just love those guys. Uh, they think they're top, top talents and the Giants we know in the worst way need to support their quarterback, whether it's Daniel Jones or someone else. And, you know, these guys, I think uh, what someone told me about neighbors is just, he, he's like a touchdown just waiting to happen. Like every time he gets the ball, it's going to be yards, at, you know, for make the first guy miss. Uh, so I, I really do think that that just makes so much sense. And that's probably, be, probably would be the way that the Giants went. And then, looking to supplement. I mean, the number one thing when teams have been meeting with the Giants and free agents, it's like, yeah, obviously they're looking for offensive linemen and they're going to, you know, depth by numbers for sure seems to be like uh, the plan there. 
Jordan Renan with us here, 9870 ESPN. He's live in Indianapolis. Um, week one, and I know it's a, a ways away. Week one, is your starting right guard Evan Neal? You, do you think they try to replace him at right tackle and bring somebody else in this offseason? Yes. Evan Neal is the right tackle until they find the right tackle. I think I, I feel that way. Like, you can't go into the season definitively saying he's my right tackle. I'm going to start with him. I don't even have a guy who I think is a starting caliber guy alongside him. So I do think eventually they will sign or draft somebody and uh, they'll have a chance to be the starting right tackle and they'll be trying Evan Neal at guard at some point. Jordan, I don't want to use the word collusion, but maybe you can call it collusion. With going back to the Saquon Barkley thing and all these you know, all these really good running backs hitting the market at the same time. Is this kind of like the owners just, you know, letting the running back position know? Because you already had the Zoom with the running backs and everything else. Yeah, yeah, you go you, you mm-hmm. go see what your, your true value is in the open market. No, I just think it's the state of the position. Nobody wants to pay it yeah. just because it's not a good investment. I think that's, that's more what it is than anything else. It's not like a statement or anything. I think it's more the general manager. I think if, if you said to John Mara, I think he, he sat down with John Mara and Joe Shane, I think, John Mara would want Saquon Barkley more, but Joe Shane's looking at it from a roster construction viewpoint and like, wait, why would I want to put $12 million on a running back when, you know, 900 yards in our offense last year? And, you know, why, how does that make sense? And I think we're going to see when he hits the open market that it's going to be tough for these guys to get money. The feeling is that at some point, one of these running backs is going to be like a music, you know, game of musical chairs. And at least one or two of these guys are just going to be stuck in like, man, you know, I can't, I can't, where's where's the money out here? And, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be sick on the team you hear most of Saquon, by the way. Houston. is That's going to make a run on him. Yep, the Houston Texans. Uh, Jordan, obviously free agency starts in, in under two weeks. Tell us positions you think the Giants go after. And if you, if you have names, we would certainly take that as well. Yeah, it seems like, uh, like we mentioned, offensive line. They're going to they're gonna pound that off the offensive line there and just, add as many pieces as they can. I wouldn't expect uh, they may be shopping at the top, but strength by numbers kind of approach there. And then edge rusher, Dave. Pair somebody with Kayvon Thibodeau. I know they talked about Daniel Hunter you know, from the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I don't think they're ultimately going to get to that range because I mean, guys like Brian Burns from Carolina and uh, who else is the other guy? Oh, Josh Allen from Jacksonville would likely get franchise tags. The Hunter's going to be like the top of the free agent list. So maybe moving down that list a little more. And I know people want to know about Bryce Huff. I think that's a name definitely to keep an eye on. Like that, that's what they're kind of looking for, that range of a guy to add to the defense to play alongside Kayvon Thibodeau and then hoping, obviously, Ezekiel Jolari provides something in a contract year as well. Jordan, is there a real hope that the – now it sucks the wink is gone, but who they brought in – is going to have a, a real positive impact on Kayvon Thibodeau? Yeah, the more they're, they're going to focus on having him rush up field more. And I think it's going to have a benefit and a, a, a positive effect on the defense. Uh, but, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau was a pretty good player under Wink Martindale. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think all of a sudden he's going to be a superstar. You know, he's a quality player. He's a good player. I don't think all of a sudden he's going to be a superstar because they're changing defenses here. I think the the overall impact will probably be minimal, but he's just going to be. I mean, we've seen it so far. He's he's a good he's a good player in this league. The guy who can get double digit sacks. So 
I think that's what we're going to see in this defense, just like we saw last year. Uh, all right. Well, last one from me, Xavier McKinney. Is he uh, franchised? Is he back? Is he back with this team next season? Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I don't know if we have an answer for that. I know that uh, his reputa- representation is going to meet with the Giants today, so that's a big day. I think the franchise, uh, the, sorry, the, the transition tag, as we kind of just floated out there, is at least an option. But Xavier McKinney's going to make a lot of money. The question is, do the Giants really want to? Um, invest that in the safety and him personally, right? There's been some things with him in the past. There's been some incidents here. Obviously, his butting heads with Wink. There's been uh, the ATV accident. Like, do you really want to invest that much money in him? But in the end, he's 24 years old. He's a quality player. This roster is not in position to let quality players, you know, at 24 years old, just walk. So in the end, I think... Uh, and that's why the transition tag is a possibility. Okay, let's see what the market is, and we'll bring this guy back. But let's let's kind of uh, suppress the market a little bit on that and say oh, we don't really want to pay eighteen million dollars for this guy. Like we, we don't, that, that that seems a little much. But uh, if you transition tag him, or even just let him hit the market, uh, if the number is reasonable, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen million. I, I kind of expect the Giants to say, you know, we can't let this guy go. He's a quality player. Jordan, last one for me. A uh, couple, couple personal questions. Have you been to St. Elmo's yet? And you, you sound a little, you sound a little stuffed up. Are you sick? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Are you? Is it Indianapolis is is just winning, or are you actually have a legitimate cold? No. So okay, I, some people train for the combine by going into the gym. I train for the combine by going to Cabo. Okay. And so last week, last week I'm in Cabo and I got this head cold and I've just been unable to completely shake it. And then last night was a, t- was a rough night out. So I don't think, I don't think that helped this morning. Wow. Well, you got to think too, though, that can, like with the size of your nose, all that congestion uh-huh. trying to get it out of it. Uh-huh. Jordan, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sorry. not rockets coming out of there this morning, uh-huh. Rick. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry, Jordan. I mean, no no one no one should have to endure it. You have to endure it with him. I love you, Jordan. I love he you. He set that up well, though. I will give I will give you credit. Yeah, he, he set he that did. up well. Like, he, he, Jordan, did you hear? You start with the head cold. The head cold. You knew that was. You knew yeah, he was going down that road. Did you hear his? Uh, Jordan, did you hear his wife's a floozy though? Oh God! <laughs> he called my wife a floozy. Oh, yeah, his wife's a floozy. Really? I, yeah. I shared I shared intimate details of our a, first that's date. A strong statement. They did. What are you going to do to him, Rick? You can't say that about your wife. No, he's doubled down. He's called he, he called my wife a floozy. He called my father-in-law a fan a, a fan floozy. The guys he, he called some guys today today's girlfriend a floozy. That's he's right. On a, he's on a running amok. His father-in-law a grew up a Yankees fan and now roots for the Tampa Bay Rays. Jordan. Yeah, that's not that's not legit. That's yeah. not, that's he's not, not even a fan. Forty years. Oh, sorry, but he's a fan. The name floozy. calling, Dave. The name, the name calling is a, is a little much. You know, I can be immature by nature. I'm sorry. You think? I think, Jordan. We got to go. Feel better. Yeah, we miss you, Jordan. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need a sauna today. Yeah, yeah. you should do something. I can't. The, the, the amount of that's like take stuffy to the, the whole new level to stuff that thing up. Oh God. Well, <laughs> that? Bye, Jordan. <laughs> Goodbye. You have to be so mean. Hey, he's keeping, I mean, he's keeping tissue companies in business right now.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Guest on the show, we welcome him into our home, and you're taking shots at his body parts? Yeah, yeah, but I had no intention. If he didn't come on, if he didn't come on stuffed up, there was no way. I mean, I had nothing. Yeah, it's only because, so many times I mean, you can so use the same joke. So he's battling with an illness. He's well, no. unwell. Hold on. He has sinus pressure, and you jump right at that. That was more than sinus pressure. He he's had a head cold. That didn't stop him from going out on a on a bender last night. Right, but that doesn't mean you need to bring attention to it. I'm sure he felt he feels badly enough, very self conscious about his his current health situation. Well, if he took the show more serious, he probably would have got some rest last night. Maybe he did some uh, decongestants and been ready to go. It's a good point. I mean, he gets into bed eight thirty last night. A couple decongestants, sleeps, and you know maybe takes a steamy shower. No, he shows up a couple hours of sleep, hung to the gills. That's right. Originally said, how about I join you guys in the 9 o'clock hour? Yeah, because, because he's he was going to be on a bender. He's probably still drunk. Hanging out with the ass man. Hanging out with the ass man, sending, doing stuff with Mike McDaniel. I mean, he's just living the dream down there. Yeah, he really is. It actually seems like it would have been a good spot for us to go to. You think? I think that would be like even better than the Super Bowl, maybe. I absolutely think so. Especially with the Jets having the 10th pick and you well, guys having the 6th pick. Million, there's a million like NFL executives and coaches. and I mean, most coaches go. Not every coach, but most coaches go to this kind of a thing. Yeah, the Aspen's getting all sorts of people down there. Of course. The Aspen's going to be rising up the ranks here. So let's uh, kind of unpack what Jordan had to say there. Xavier McKinney. I mean, love him. $17 million a year is quite a lot of money for his safety. They just let Julian Love walk. What, what do you think they do with him? Yeah, you look at his age, though. You look at the production. Didn't miss a snap. One of the leaders in that locker room. I mean, the defense, after a really slow start, I mean, look at the amount of turnovers that defense created last season. I know. Season. But, but turnovers is always, it feels flukish to me, no? You say that, but Dallas leads the league in it every season. 
I mean, it's supposed to be one of those stats. But it's supposed to be one of those stats. But there are some teams that are really good at it. Now, I mean, you're changing defensive coordinator system is going to change a little bit. I mean, they they keep talking about you know doing a better job of disrupting the quarterback. I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like if the price is right, you may get to the point where it's like, how can we how can we walk away from Xavier McKinney? But I mean, well, it, isn't the goal when you draft these guys to, to draft them. them and then to keep them? Well, yeah, that's if you draft them though. Okay, but but he's still good. Like, granted, yes, no, you're right. He's, really he's not he's not their guy, but he's a good player. And safeties do command that level of money. I, I don't know. Maybe they don't look at it and say we want to spend seventeen million dollars a year over the next four years on a safety. Listen, I mean, for all the things you just said, all the reasons you just mentioned, yeah, you'd like to keep him. I mean, that's the intended goal: is you draft, develop, and you you keep, especially if they're good players that are available. And he's a good player. He didn't miss a snap. And I'm sure Xavier McKinney's saying to himself, man, I've done everything, right? I have the production. I don't miss games. I don't miss – I forget games. I don't miss snaps. Like, I want to be paid. Right. Uh, now, the Daniel Jones thing. Sounds like if the Giants can figure out a way to grab one of those quarterbacks, they're going to grab one of those quarterbacks. Yeah, but it sounds most likely that they'll trade back up. You think? And take one of those second-tier guys. Yeah, because I just don't know if – I mean – New England needs a quarterback. What's New England going to do at quarterback? They got a new head coach. All right, I mean, you got to sell something. You got to sell some, I mean, some hope to the fan base. You're going to trade down to it. I mean, it, it'd be the opposite of what Belichick would do, which is maybe what people want now. I don't know what the right thing to do for New England. Well, all but, I know but, is but, that but, the last time, listen, the last time that we heard or I heard from from Gerard Mayo, he insinuated that that would be the way that they were going. Now, Quarterback. Again, yeah, it's lying season, so I don't know if that's true, but. That's kind of what he said. And it seems like the Mac Jones ship has sailed. I think the Mac Jones ship is in the, in the middle of the Pacific right now. But for argument's sake, let's say Drake May is, May is there at three. And they don't love him. You don't right, say the Giants do, New England doesn't. Maybe they work out a deal where they can move back and take J.J. McCarthy with the sixth or move back multiple times and take J.J. McCarthy if that's the guy they like. Oh, yeah, or maybe they just don't. Maybe they just don't take a quarterback. New England. Yeah, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. But <sighs> would you be stunned if by the end of the, the – I think their second-round pick is 48. That that by the time we get to the 50th pick in the draft, the Giants don't have their quarterback in the future. It feels like the Giants are going to take a quarterback. Right. But if if you take them late first round, early second round, whatever you do, that is your quarterback of the future. Right, you don't take a guy in the in the first, late first, early second, and you don't bank on him being the guy. He will be at some point the guy. Yeah, he'll be the guy. He'll be given the opportunity. Well, he has to be because you're not going to. I mean, the, you gave yourself the the way you structured Daniel Jones's contract. You gave yourself the ability to get out. Right, and I guess there'll be even less pressure on playing that guy if he's a second round pick. Yeah, or a late first round pick wherever he is. I mean, it's the less risky of the options because you're still going to get a great player at six. When does um, J.J. McCarthy go through his day? Do you know that? When does he run? Uh, they, they've already done interviews. They do on-field stuff on uh, Saturday. That, so, all right, so by the time we return on Monday morning, we're going to know what J.J. McCarthy was. Uh, how he performed. Yeah, and he's one of the only guys throwing. So is there? I mean, as far as all the guys that are going to perform at the Combine, he, to me, is the one that I most want to see what he's going to be. I think he has a chance to skyrocket into the top ten. Yeah, he has a chance to skyrocket, but, I mean, I've heard a couple different people say that when, and this is why I think it's it, it sucks for us that watch it and like it not to have all the guys at the same time because you really get a chance to see them side by side. And I think for people at the combine, like to hear 
Like, even a lot of people talk about when you hear the ball come out of a quarterback's hand. I've heard this about Aaron Rodgers, too. Like, when you hear it zip out of his hand, it's just different. Like, to have all of them at the same time throwing, so you kind of get the, you know, what the difference is coming out of their hand. I guess when you see the ball come out of Michael Penick's hand, it's ridiculous. But I could have told you that after watching the game against Texas. Like, the guy has an absolute cannon. On the flip side, he's had numerous injuries, and he's not a young quarterback. No, he's got major injury concerns, yeah. So uh, I just I, I really I'm really intrigued by McCarthy because I think if McCarthy has a great combine, the entire feel of the first round could change. Yeah, well, I think he's made of all the right stuff, right? I mean, he's 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 a proven winner now, um, has all the leadership qualities. Sounds like it's got all the uh, intangible stuff. Works hard, and now it's I mean, kind of what Mel said and what Jordan has said. Like, uh, what what else does he have? Because we haven't seen it because he didn't need to see it. And can we unlock that? Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.